Hello and welcome to Wisdom and Productivity, the podcast of Dr. Efraim Martinez. I am a school principal in search of wisdom, and I have found productivity to be a great tool for success. Today's title of the show is Conference Proposal Accepted. Now what? So, um... Happy uh, Saturday. Uh, today is a beautiful, gorgeous day to make it better than yesterday. Um, like I said in my previous episodes, um, uh, I am finding that I am a better podcaster when I feel like I have something to say, right? Because if life has taught me anything, is that you do not have to express your opinion about everything, right? Uh, so see it as you are working in an emergency room. You are a physician, you are a nurse, you are a security officer, you are the clerk, you are the person who is doing what others don't want to do. Yet in that place, it's a place where every patient is supposed to be received as the way they are meaning that if you treat a patient who is uh, trying to heal from something but it's impossible because they keep doing something that impacts that wound every time that patient comes that person in the emergency room has to treat the patient with the fineness of discipline, ensuring that they are in grace with patience without judging the person they are trying to heal. And as they take care of that wound and they, they uh, do the necessary things to, to start the process of healing, then that person in the emergency room hospital starts providing an advice and saying, hey patient, hey student, hey loved one, you have to stop doing X, Y, and C and ensuring that you begin doing A, B, and C because those are their duties. Their duties are to give the great advice. Yet, months later, that patient returns and perhaps continuing with the same habits. And if that patient were you or your loved one, your elderly parent, you will always suspect that person in that hospital, in that school, in that classroom to treat that patient no matter how many times you have to visit the ER room with the utmost respect with your best performance with a way as if you were taking care of someone that you truly love and this is quite difficult for anyone who works in schools because unlike in that hospital that patient might come once in a while Where our students come and go consistently. They can leave our school being happy, having an extraordinary moment, and suddenly there's a fender bender in the car, 
and they feel discomfort in their little necks. And for them, that trauma is as significant as other traumas. Yet sometimes in schools, sometimes absolutely in health centers, we treat that patient with a feeling of discomfort. We sometimes feel annoyed by that patient and that student who might say things in a way that you do not like. But it's okay because every day is an opportunity for improvement and to get better. So this is um, my reflection and my thoughts on what to do now that I'm going to a conference. I'm going to a conference. I think that professional learning is something absolutely essential that every professional, that every uh, educator, uh, I as a principal, right? Like we must keep in touch with the, with, with the closest proximity to ever-evolving, continuous professional learning. Because especially when you work in a school, you work in an environment of learning. You are supposed to be modeling for the students that you serve. Imagine when you go to a physician and that physician never goes to professional learning, how they are going to take care of your loved one's heart. The same thing when we went to a concert and when we go to a restaurant, even when we picked a movie in Netflix or Hulu, we want that movie to be the perfect one. So now going back to the conference, going to a conference called Teach Better. I uh, believe I have gone to many types of conferences and uh, I like variety in the places that I go. At the previous year, uh, I went to the Illinois Principals Association Conference and I saw many of my peers and, and, and I learned from them. And then I went to a PLC conference recently with a companies whose duty is to do professional learning conferences and oh my goodness I learned so much I am so grateful that my district gave me the opportunity to go to that conference and now yet I'm going to a new type of conference for me innovative conference where people go and um, like in Comic-Con is about comics and, and, and superheroes and all that kind of stuff um, um, teach better is about people that geek out about teaching better boom i mean that is something extraordinary right because um i come from the the world where i aspired i thought i was living in the world of letters um and in that world right so it's it's, it's all these um intellectual ideas which is which is something that i have brought to my own profession and it has made me a better educator right uh, but this is the conference where people are going to talk about 
how is it to be the the how do you get to bring things into the classroom into the school your conversations your meetings your podcasting how do you use all those tools to inform your instruction and being able to serve and teach others better and that is quite fascinating right so when uh, i saw the opportunity to apply and submit a proposal I submitted uh, two proposals. I submitted one, Dispositions of Emotional Intelligence for, uh, I, I believe it's called an Ed Talk. And I will uh, debrief a little bit more about that. And then I also submitted an application to be considered to be in podcaster role. And that is like quite fascinating. I'm, I'm so excited and I can't wait uh, to, to be there. So uh, the conference is in October, so uh, we are getting closer to that. So uh, the first proposal that I submitted, and both were approved. I'm so uh, grateful. Thank you so much, uh, Teach Better Conference uh, team, for your uh, trust in that. I'm going to bring the best I can bring to, to make your conference at least 1% better. So my presentation, uh, I believe, is at Ed Talk. And maybe I got that wrong, but it's, it's, it's basically uh, a 20-minute session where I get to talk about the topic that, uh, that I submitted. So the topic is dispositions of emotional intelligence. So um, going back into uh, why the title, uh, basically the presentation is going to be about my um, uh, understanding of uh why my practice as an educator was going in the wrong direction uh, because of not other what other people were doing, but because of things that I was doing, right? Because I lacked self-awareness, which is that first step of emotional intelligence, right? So once you start going through that step of self-awareness and realize, wow, look at me. This is, that's me in the mirror failing. It's not the other people. The, the other people's reactions are based upon my failures. So I need to see what is, where is that I'm failing, right? And and that that thing took a a, a, a dual a dual way. Uh, it was not only my professional life, but it was also in my personal life because um, it was during that time um, um, where I struggled the most with mental health so i my little presentation is going to start that path right because like abraham lincoln i i i i try to emulate that we at least my style of teaching is i try to condense um the concept into one phrase or or one sentence or one story so people can can get something with them because the idea is to my job is to educate right that is my passion my doctor is in education right so uh, uh, what it means is that I have dedicated my life to educate and I know that that might annoy a lot of people I get it but if you think about it what do you do for a living right um, uh, a judge's job is to judge And the principal's job is to educate. And we all take different ways, right? There's not only one way to do it, but 
my way is to try to use stories in a way that anyone can understand what the concept is so we can improve our society. So this teach better thing goes with, with this idea of uh, absolute continuous improvement, no matter, right? And, and being grateful for who you are today, right? And I was able to start that process of, of being grateful of for who I am today, because when I went through that first step of self-awareness, then I started learning about self-regulation. So what can I do to deal with the math that I feel like uh, uh, Rogers, Mr. Rogers uh, taught us, right? What do you do with the math that you feel? So I started learning about uh, issues of uh, mindfulness, started learning about how I can um, 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 edit or um, I can adapt the use of music to increase my productivity. Uh, for example, well, I'm gonna keep the example because then uh, I won't have a, a, an actual presentation. Um, so yeah, and wow, when I started going into that second floor and I could look behind, I could be like, wow, I feel better than yesterday. Every day was un poquito mejor, like, like a little bit better, a little bit better. And then I got to that middle, middle floor, and I was able to understand what empathy was, right? Um, I was able to understand what empathy was because I was able to learn about motivation, right? I always thought that it was, hey, your job is to motivate the people you lead, right? You are the coach, you are the principal, you have to be it. But nobody ever told me that I also had to motivate myself. So what do I mean by that? So I started implementing practices, for example, waking up earlier and doing my meditation and my reading and my exercise and doing Efraim before I went to school to be Mr. Martinez and now Dr. Martinez. And it was then when I was able to understand that I was able to motivate myself to motivate others that I started learning about empathy, right? And, and how empathy has to be something profound. It has to be something that is engraved into what you do every time, thinking that you have to be accepting, you have to be patient, you have to understand that we all live in a world full of stresses and issues and, and people are in distress and there's violence and hunger and but there's also many beautiful things and often it's so difficult to see beautiful things when you are so overcharged with things right and when the principal calls right with the bad news or with the with the message that you might not agree. So uh, you have to understand that people are going to be upset. People are going to believe that you are failing them. People are going to think that you are against them or their child. And as a school principal or that uh, health specialist that work in the emergency room, we 
need to understand that the words that people say and the way they make you feel when they are trying to be able to be above the water, because sometimes we are drowning, and that includes all of us. So we must have grace and understand that to truly empathize with the other, we have to understand where they're at and support them from there. And sometimes it's step by step. And that is okay because like Martin Luther King says, give the first step in faith. Even if you cannot see the light, give the first step Finally, like, how do you use all that kind of stuff, that bag of tools that you bring with you to bring your art? My case is to be a school principal. My job is to make teachers feel the best so they can bring their art to their students. And for that, it's a lot of work. It's the equivalent of Kobe Bryant and going to practice before everyone will arrive to the gym. If you, at least in my experience, if you want to be able to at least do your best to even get to that level that your job is to everybody, every day, motivate, ensalzar a otros, elevar, like make people feel that student, that child, that parent, that staff member, even if they do or say something that you do not, you wouldn't say or do, because it goes against principles of, of, of principles. Let's just leave it like that. You have to understand that we all have different sets of principles. We do not live and we have never lived in a society where everybody thinks exactly the same about everything. So I have learned through emotional intelligence that no matter what, every day is going to be a new chapter on dealing with multiple, uh, multiple uh, counter attacks of difficult decisions but such is life you're always trying to find a way to survive so that is uh dispositions of emotional intelligence uh that is a nutshell i think that uh, uh i was thinking of doing a map of uh the presentation but i think i'm talking about it through this show another reason why this show makes me a better principal and a better human being is because I get to uh, the equivalent of journaling. Um, I can do it through the podcasting, the equivalent of reflection, of reflecting. I can do it through podcasting much better than through writing or drawing or painting. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I had to reread Howard Gardner and see what level of, of intelligence I have uh, 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 better, uh, who knows? Where, where do I uh, classify? So let's see what will happen. Okay, so before I start with 
Podcaster Row, let's celebrate the good friends of Teach Better. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you so much. Uh, so, Podcaster Row. Eh? So, um, before I became a principal of my current school, Northwood Middle School, I had started a podcast because uh, I thought that I wanted to be a writer, right? I always, all my, since 15 with Southeast World to the present, I, I had in my heart that I was going to be a writer, right? I, I wanted to be a public intellectual, a philosopher, and all that kind of good stuff. And um, I have not gone there yet, but I'm definitely aiming to that, right? I aspire that one day we will have public events where people get to talk uh, freely about topics without uh, being uh, persecuted. Uh, by by people that think differently because uh, definitely we live in an era that we do not accept each other and I'm not criticizing I am just reporting so uh, uh, part of the learning is that uh, I have learned that through podcasting I have become a better educator I have become a better uh, human being I have become uh, a better husband and, and father and, and, and friend and other and um, the thing is that uh, you will say but how well you know um, I am always reading or listening to audiobooks or podcasts and an idea comes I pick up my phone and I go uh, uh, Requiem or altruism or concept of divinity and then I, I start thinking about things and um, there's plenty of time that I used to traffic university where I'm taking audio notes on things that come to mind and then uh, as, as I prepare to get the show uh, running because recently it's, uh, instead of doing a weekly thing that I know maybe it would make the podcast more popular, but my idea here is to intellectually grow. And if one day it gets to be something huge and big, fantastic, I take it, right? But I'm definitely not going to sacrifice the quality of my life for artistic endeavors. So uh, here we are. Uh, when I feel that I'm, I'm ready to say something, I prepare these ideas and I get to... Uh, expand my thinking and i'm sure that if they put some things on my brain uh, there's probably lights all over my brain of uh, coming up with ideas that that can make the things that i do better right so teach better is awesome uh so podcasts are wrong. the concept is that as the conference go by and people go into sessions uh the podcasters are like and in little cubicles with windows right and we're like picking up people and say hey i want you to be on my podcast right and there's all sorts of podcasts right uh, it's not only about what i do definitely not everybody has their own style and their own venue and uh, their own approach and that is the beauty right that 
that there's only one of us in each one of those podcasts. So each one of us is so in, is, is different. So what makes mine different, certainly not better, but different, is that um, I have concentrated uh, my podcasting efforts in finding uh, wisdom to inform uh, the quality of living that I want to aspire to have. I think that's, that, that is it, right? Um, the quality of life that I aspire to have, right? And it goes through the concept, my one word being improvement. And I find things, and of course, our brains, yours and mine, naturally, when a concept like that comes to our mind, we adapted to something in our lives, right? It's connected perhaps to a memory or it's connected to something that happened to you in the past. Um, so for me, uh, when I am able to connect things, that, quotes that uh, make me uh, think so much, uh, for example, look at this quote. Hell is the inability to love. And the quote refers that hell, independent of, of religion, it is a place that university universities thought as a place of suffering, right? A place where where is the opposite of love, that is hate. And often we have patients in hospitals and we have students and people that we support that May, might come from a, an environment where that quote might apply. Maybe it is not the opposite of hate, but there are many words to say, sad, experiment, lack of something, and it's okay. We live in the real world. And even though we think that we all have perfect lives because we see each other's social media, the truth is that There is, there are issues of need in every household, and that is okay because that is life. Life is always a series of obstacles that we need to overcome, and emotional intelligence have supported me, right? And other things have supported other people, but there's always ways to try to make it better. So I have connected that idea of the of the wisdom that I can learn because quotes, for example, are it's like having conversations with the greatest minds. I like quotes, um, and I have learned like why reinvent the wheel. Other people already have discovered what is inside that briefcase. When you see the gold light, you cannot see what is inside because we just have to turn around that briefcase, right? We have to turn around our habits that may be impeding our success. So let's keep that in mind. Um, I'm looking forward to interview people and find out what do they do for their wisdom and their productivity. What are, for example, the what did they learn from? Who did they learn from? Right? Who are they more grateful for meeting? Who advised them? Right? What is behind that stage? And what do they do? What productivity systems? How do they do their email, their calendar, their appointments? How do they sleep? Any mindful activities? 
how do they improve to be who they are but that's it i am uh, ready uh, to start the process of planning uh, my presentation so uh, i can bring my best right like my district is sending me uh, so uh, and i should say sponsoring right supporting that i am taking time from school to go and learn and bring all that learning so i always do my absolute best to learn as much as possible right to pay it back so i promise i will do my best to represent myself my family my school my district and um, just uh, try to emulate and share the message that when we do good things good things happen thank you so much always a pleasure to be here with you thank you so much for uh listening to this show uh any likes retweets or anything always always supportive if not that is okay uh sometimes people tell me oh i listen to your show and stuff like that that is awesome if just one person has anything to say to say something good happened for a reason for a second then this is the show this is the purpose you know uh if i can help one person better for this world then tomorrow i will continue with one person better thank you so much have a fantastic weekend peace and calm thank you for listening to wisdom and productivity the podcast of Dr. Eparin Martinez. Chulo. And I love that production. Chulo out.